This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. I don't know about you, but I, for one, am in a good mood. Do not destroy this. You hear me, network? Don't mess with me today. I'll tell you what. It, it happens, you know. You do a radio show, and then they start talking in your ear, and they screw you up, and it's happened, and uh, I'm just telling I'm giving them the fair warning, okay? Anyway, how you doing, everybody? <laughs> Lauren Fix is joining me first up today. Lauren from the uh, Car Coach Reports. Put a .com on that, and you will find her also, Lauren Fix, pretty much at Lauren Fix for anything she does, but uh, carcoachreports.com. Lauren, I turn on the TV on Thursday, and there's your face. What were you talking about? With Varney on Fox, right? Oh, we were talking about the chip shortage. That's the never-ending nightmare that is not going away. You know, listen, buy a big... I just tell people, buy the bigger bags of chips. You get Lay's, you get the the, the, the crinkled ones. (laughs) It's like, what is the problem with people? Wait a minute, we have the Doritos. We'll make more. (laughs) Yeah, see? seriously. (laughs) Because that's corn. Doritos is made out of corn. There's no problem Uh. with potato chips. I don't know what it is. So, no, but I, I think I heard you, like, Varney says something like, there was like a hundred billion dollars in losses in the auto industry because of this chip shortage. And you, you said, well, it's gone up from there. So how far had it gone up now? $210 billion loss, <laughs> 7 million, <laughs> 7 point something million loss oh sales God. of new cars and light trucks. Oh. So yeah. And then what has that done to the used car industry, which is what about 41 million used cars sold and that was in 2020 but hey you were just at you look at the car auctions yeah you were just at barrett jackson right you there at barrett jackson right and uh, i i go to all the auctions i love them but it's a, even those prices are going through the roof yeah, people are, are nuts they have no patience well you like, know you get a car yeah no but you know? you said it right there and listen we live we americans and you know who said this was Oh, what's the, the guy from the auto industry that flies a Russian jet? I, I don't know why. Bob Lutz, right? Oh, yeah. Bob yeah. Lutz says, we live in wretched excess. And we've gotten so used to America having everything we want at our fingertips and always, you know, plenty of it until the great toilet paper shortage of Costco 2021. You know, it's like everybody went, toilet paper, you know? It's pretty darn funny, but you know, all you of a know, sudden, if I had told you in 2018, we were just standing around talking at a show. I said, Alan, you better invest in toilet paper. Right. I'm you, you better just go to Costco and load it oh. up. I mean, load up every vehicle. You have multiple runs. And you look at me and go, sure, Lauren, what drug are you mainlining? Yeah, you I, know. Okay? You, I know. I know you'd be looking at me like I had three heads. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. How many extra packages of toilet paper do you have? I actually have so many. My kids laugh at me now. <laughs> I do, too. Every time I find, like, an extra package of Charmin, I'll buy a toss in the back of my vehicle. I'm going to see the PJs. We don't have Costco here. 
crying oh. and laughing. My husband's like, seriously? Do we not have enough? I go, oh, no, I got Kleenex, too. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, right. paper towels. <laughs> I had paper plates. I got napkins. Oh. And, and now I'm stacking up on things like 5-Hour Energy. That's why I don't have enough of it. But I stock up on coffee. I mean, oh, it was like God. a fucking pandemic. Yeah. I said, well, we just went through a one. <laughs> right. And you couldn't get anything. The stores were... Barren. Yeah. I'm buying boxes of pasta and putting oh, it in the freezer. That is like, so really? Funny. Really? <laughs> it's the world we live in today. He went out and put a generator and he put the biggest jam generator you could put in. I could light it. I live in a cul de sac. He could probably do everybody's house. Let me just go, tell you. Seriously? <laughs> First of all, you have to understand you're talking to a guy that put a 60 kW generator. I have a V8. A General Motors V8 engine powering my generator, 60 kW. I'm not joking, <laughs> yeah. man. I can do the whole block. That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking to the Uptown Girl. Don't go anywhere, Lauren. i got to take a break, and we're going to come back. Guess what, everybody? Lauren has got some inside intel on the new Bronco, a Raptor version, right from the girl that was just on uh, Varney on Fox. She's right here today with us, Lauren Fix. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com, all the cars, one search. Um, all right, Lauren Fix joining us. She's got inside intel, everybody. Inside intel about the new Bronco Raptor. Lauren, thanks for being with us. I know you're actually at a racetrack or on your way to a racetrack or something. But uh, I went back to the hotel for you, so I oh. signal. <laughs> oh my god! Well, thank you. So let me ask you: there was a rumor that they were going to do the Ford Ranger Raptor. Of course, I think they probably have those in like Australia or something. I don't know whether they call them a Raptor, but now, now that the Bronco is coming out, personally, I got to tell you, and I am a, I listen, I love almost all cars, but I am not a huge fan of the new Bronco unless it is really dolled up. I think the, the ones that are like stock, just like the Jeep Gladiator, the kind of the super duper mm-hmm. stocky, stocky ones, they're just stock and they boring. look like, you know, boring. And I think it's the same way with the we Bronco. Sell them. You know, they're still going to sell them because everybody's going to buy that and then put the big wheels and tires and the lift kits and all that. But I have to imagine the Raptor is going to be awesome and it's going to probably carry a massive price tag. What do you know? Oh, yeah. But we don't know the price yet. This is going to be for 2022. This is confirmed, by the way. Huh. They have actual confirmation. There's people that, you know, take these buy shots of the whole thing. We don't know too much. So this is everything we know right now. This is called the Bronco Raptor. We know that. They've been using it. They've been doing all kinds of like secret stuff behind the scenes. So this is going to be a real off-road vehicle. If they've driven the Raptor any of the three generations, including the new one, which is a lot better than the first two, not that the first two are bad, 
you know, you have to go to that trim level. So it's probably going to be like a Badlands is what my guess is, like a range-topping Badlands, you know, with the Sasquatch package. you got to have those, you know, 35-inch tires. Right. I can't imagine they put 37s on. That's a bit big Good for Lord. that vehicle because you don't yeah. want it to be off balance. But they were claiming, from what we know, 37-inch BF Goodrich tires. That's, that's pretty darn big when 35s are already the Sasquatch package. So it's going to have a different grill. We know, obviously, because they got to hide it. you got to make it look different. Probably going to have a decal package, and that's just my speculation based on what they've done, which means that we'll raise the suspension. you use the box shocks. Skid plates, got to do that. Upgraded suspension. So there's not too much because they don't tell us much, so we're kind of speculating off of our little spies out there because the standard Bronco engine is fine. You know, it's a 2.3-liter engine. You can go with a 2.7-liter engine, so you're going either 300 horse or 330 horse. So the new powertrain, from what we know, is a 400 horsepower, 415 foot-pounds or pound-feet of torque. That's going to be their standard, and then they're going to have a hybrid variant. At Ready for this? Hmm. 494 horsepower in a Bronco seems a bit much. It's going to have to have a wider stance and <laughs> more meat on the ground, or it's never going to be able to transfer that power. 630 pound-feet of torque, oh, <laughs> as Ellen would say. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a 10-speed automatic transmission. God. That's what we got, but the, the wow. pictures show this have a much wider, like, more muscular, like, gorilla kind of stance. Kind of yeah. cool. Well, Better have a longer wheelbase. So we were talking about this $210 billion in losses of car sales because of mm-hmm. the chip shortage, and yet they keep on, you know, tempting us with these morsels of delight that people want so badly they can't mm. stand it. They'll pay double for the price of a Bronco. If it's 50 grand, they'll pay a hundred grand. It's like, that's crazy. But you, you said it in the last segment, they're impatient because we live, have lived most of our lives in America in wretched excess. As I was saying before I got sidetracked, but this well, we're impatient. Anyhow, we yeah. stand in front of the microwave and go, come on, uh, go faster. What the heck? I know. You know, but this new Ford Raptor Bronco in 2022 mm-hmm. with the potential of, almost 500 horsepower with these giant 37 inch wheels is wretched excess again i can it'll it'll i'm sure it'll oh, probably it. be got to have it yeah got to have it i'm yeah. in it comes it, in eruption green oh God. hot pepper red or code orange I love the name. Someone sits up at night and either, I don't know, they must be smoking marijuana or something. Going, Man, I got a name. I got a name. Hold on. Let's try this one. Eruption Green. <laughs> like, really? Oh. Like, that, that's a special person that has to come yeah. to these names. Because, did, you, did you say? But the uh, price is supposedly first edition coming in around 60000 That's yeah. the base price. Yeah. But if you buy a Wrangler Rubicon loaded with the 392, you're at 73.5. So you know, oh you know they're going to come in close to 70. Oh my god! They're just going to say we're better, and oh. we're just five thousand dollars less, or two hundred dollars less. Think about that. Literally, think about that. This is. I mean, it's like I just don't get it. I don't get it. Where are people getting all this power? Money? What's wrong with power? I no, love power. I love power. Love power. It's You're the money. Supercar brunette here. I know. I know. You've got all those cars, <laughs> but where are people getting all the money? It's for that one percent group of people that are. Uh, no, it's for people that can get credit. To, ah, there That's you go. The there you go. All that right. could blow up on you. I know. Be very careful. I know. All right, hold tight. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Lauren Fix more about uh, automotive jobs and the incentives they're paying people to go to work. Lauren Fix, you can find her at Lauren Fix or 
carcoachreports.com. This is The Drive. We'll be right back. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, our show is brought to you in part by the classic car uh, let's see, Collector Car Network and ClassicCars.com, kind of both the same thing. They also own AutoHunter.com and the ClassicCarJournal.com. Um, let's see, 4 million monthly visitors, over 30,000 Classic Cars listed, ClassicCars.com. If you want to uh, put your car on an auction, AutoHunter is an auction site. And uh, it's, I sold my uh, Mustang here recently, my GT500. Special edition serial number eight on Auto Hunter. Now all under the roof of Barrett Jackson, of which I will be in Scottsdale for the next Barrett Jackson. So that'll be fun. Lauren Fix is joining us. Lauren is the publisher of CarCoachReports.com on the web. You can find her at Lauren Fix. That's actually her last name. Lauren, let's talk about, uh, well, we've got a couple things to try and squeeze into this segment if you can automotive jobs and the incentives yeah. right there and then also maybe the north american car and truck of the year what's going on with that but start out with uh automotive jobs you were talking in the commercial break about the incentives and it's hard to get people to go to work right now which is kind of strange but that's the way the world we're living in is going so what do you know i think what happens is people they're told in high school, kids in high school, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. Well, I know a lot of people that went to college, and I went to college. I hated it. I did day school, night school, and summer school to get the pain over with. But honestly, it's not for everyone. So all you got all these counselors pushing, you know, or some people go into the service and they come back thinking they should get jobs, and they don't always have the best of luck getting jobs. Right. And some people just don't want to get a degree. So that typically leads them to some sort of trade, whether it's heating, cooling, plumbing, tiling, whatever. and there's actually really good money. You could make easy six figures by being in these industries because right. there's such a demand right. because everyone's being steered away from it. So the auto industry is part of that. And the funny thing is, I think when you tell anyone, a kid or someone that comes back from the service or even someone who was incarcerated for a nonviolent, low-level offense, and they come out and they go, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't get a job. So this is where I tell people, look to the auto industry. And there's different groups I'm working with to help people find jobs. One of them is USA Motor Jobs. And that's just, you know, I've got no experience. I've got nothing. I want to do something. Yeah, you could you could be a lot boy or you could change oil, but that's really not where the money is. The money is more than being a technician or a wrench. There is a shortage of service writers right now. And if you think, oh, well, you know, that may be fine for a dude, but I'm not doing that. I'm a girl. Well, let me tell you. They're paying women signing bonuses to be service writers, to train you how to take when someone comes in. You don't need any experience. You just need to know how to talk. 
And, and the funny thing is, you think, oh, that I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in front of people. Well, there's need help behind the scenes in marketing, in sales, on the internet, and not just on the dealer side or the repair side. It's also on the aftermarket. Now, Alan and I both go to SEMA every year. And how many companies are there? Thousands of companies that are set up there, and oh, everybody's yeah. looking for help. And Isn't that weird. We can't get help. <laughs> So bizarre. Yeah, we can't get help. I mean, my husband owns a company. We can't get anyone. You know, we put out ads everywhere. We still can't get any any bike. It's terrible. And what does come in is like they don't have the skill set for it. Yeah, they should be working at a desk. We we have a manufacturing company, so everyone's different. But the thing is, you don't need a skill set to enter the auto industry. You can find a job. And so, if you go to usamotorjobs.com, if you're in Canada, they have canadamotorjobs.com. They also have an app for Android and Apple. You can do everything from working behind the scenes where you don't have to talk to anyone because everyone's different. Parts departments are always looking for people, whether it be repair shops or otherwise. But the key thing is there's a signing bonus as high as, ready? You're not going to believe this, Alan. $15,000. They're pay you $15,000 to take a job. Oh, my God. That has never happened in your lifetime or and, mine. And never. that's not a government handout. That's the company that needs an employee. No. That's a beautiful thing. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. You know, so obviously you're not going to start the day, day one, they're going to hand you a check and you're going to bolt. No, no. They're going to make you sign a deal that you'll right. stay for X amount of time and they're going to train you on the job. Yeah. So, and, and that's true. I mean, if you'd like to talk like Alan and I, <laughs> salespeople are looking for good sales. So you love cars. Uh, you love listening to Alan every week. <laughs> Maybe you, this would be right up your alley. So don't overlook the auto industry, especially if you've got a kid who's a visual learner. You know, people think, oh, you know, I got to go to college and my kids not not done great in high school. Well, maybe this is a great avenue. And when they make a great life for themselves and they buy a house and cars and their life is all the things they want it to be, you'll be glad that you sent them in that direction. You know, and look at Lauren and I. We're doing just fine. Lauren, give me one minute on the North American Car and Truck of the Year because we're running out of time. All right. North American Car and Truck of the Year will be announced in January, typically where the Detroit Auto Show was. Right. But... The shortlist is interesting. Tundra is on the truck list. That's my top choice. But there's Frontier also on there, as well as some other really nice choices. In addition, what didn't make the list kind of blew me away. The Raptor. We were just talking about the Raptor. Like, I don't know. We have 50 jurors. They pick what they want. On the SUV side, I am shocked mm. that the Infiniti QX60 didn't make it, that wow. the Toyota Corolla Cross didn't make it. Mm. And there's a lot of Acura MDX. Great product. So my guess for SUV of the year is going to be the Bronco because it's at the top of the list. And then as far as the cars, tough call because really what you're looking at is like the Stinger is a good possibility. But then again, you got the Civic. So this is going to be tough. This is going to be and the Mercedes S-Class, which is not exactly everybody's vehicle, but it's bad right. vehicle. Right. Well, uh, Lauren Fix. You are awesome. Uh, CarCoachReports.com, at Lauren Fix on all forms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, and the rest. You'll see her on Varney, on Fox, on CNN, on television, all over the place. Lauren, thank you. Thank you. You rock. We'll take a little break, and there's more car stuff. I know, Network. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to take a break. Now I'm a believer. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. 
With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. George Kennedy joining us now. George, you've got to be warned. The network has been on my case today. So no, what please. What have you done? Well, don't. No swearing, okay? I know. I'm telling him. No swearing, because they understand you have a potty mouth. What did I'm, I do? I'm telling him right now. They're on me right now already. I don't know. They they look up. They're looking up every guest I have now, and they're like, "This guy drops the f bomb all the time on his social media." You don't I do don't that. Call that happening. <laughs> if I ever say anything, if I ever say anything uh, uncouth. It'll be in such flowery <laughs> prose that nobody will realize that they're being uh, insulted. Uh, totally funny. Totally funny. I'm joking. <laughs> they don't look you up. If they did, they wouldn't allow you to be on the radio with me. Yeah, they wouldn't tell either of us either. <laughs> George Kennedy, by the way, guys, he is a co-founder of Cartender, and he works as a freelance automotive journalist for Car Gurus, Boston Globe, and the U.S. News and World Report, and other stuff that he doesn't tell me about men's magazines and things i know but and and this radio show the drive so okay so you and i have have something in common do you know what it is an affinity for roast beef i don't know oh my god you hit the nail on the head you said lunch no we both have driven the all-new wagoneer from jeep and yeah man yeah so not the jeep wagoneer just wagoneer right like prince i said from jeep right and so that's actually a very good point you will not find the word jeep on this vehicle it's not like and i don't know maybe you would on the owner's manual i don't know or maybe like some of the the metal stampings on the frame or something like that yeah something obscure right and they're good by the way the jeep brand is good at doing things called hiding easter eggs right oh yeah and which means it like uh i own a jeep gladiator which is the pickup truck in the corner on the right side the corner of the windshield is a little jeep that is oh, like, yeah i love that right Absolutely. it's it's like yeah. i don't know maybe and i got another one for you yeah. if you look at your rear view mirror yeah the little bit of sunshade behind that is a little mini seven slot grill come on and if you look at and i've spent a lot of time doing this if you look at the base of the windshield where there's the air intake vent i want to say it's for like the hvac yeah like on every car right there is another seven slot grill their signature grill has seven slots in it that's right um so uh, and then okay the headlights on my gladiator have you seen the headlights Oh, they've got little mini willies in them. Yeah, little mini willies Jeep, a grill with headlights, and you you don't really notice it until you're standing and you're going, look, there's another one. You know, it's kind some of Some of these ones, too, and I mean, we could do this all day, but some of these ones, too, if you open, like, the rear cargo area, you know, yeah. you have the, the truck, so it might be different, but, like, they're, like, 
topographical maps of like the the Rubicon Trail or something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, just crazy like, weird imprinted stuff. Imprinted in like the first aid kit or something, like something yeah obscure like that. So right? th- these are called Easter eggs, and Jeep is a fun brand, and they love to hide these things. I got to tell you, the one I found that is the weirdest one. There's a heart, an actual heart, on the. Uh, how do you call it? If you have the tailgate down and you're looking at the side of the bedside where the tailgate, if it was like closed, the door jam, like the, the jam, bed, yeah, the bed frame, right? The, the, the so tailgate frame, the tailgate frame. If the tailgate was closed, you wouldn't see it. There's at the top of that. There's a heart, and I'm like, look at that. Okay, we don't know what that is. We got to call an SG, but who puts things <laughs> like that, right? So here we are back to talking about this new Wagoneer from jeep or stellantis the company that owns jeep they're trying their best to create a premium luxury brand like range rover so range rover land rover right range rover is their premium luxury side of the land rover brand right am i right in saying this yeah, just the same way that like within Land Rover Defender is like the Wrangler, you know, sub brand. There you go. See, so here we have a brand that is now being spun off like for those old enough to remember Happy Days, the TV show Happy Days with the Fawns. The first time I understood a spin-off was when Laverne and Shirley happened. And you're probably way too young to remember. Yeah, this. I would go when <laughs> Frazier spun off from Cheers. And there even you go. That's a little bit older than me. Right. And there you go. Those so so here we have a brand that is spinning off another brand, and it's called Wagoneer. So this is a seven passenger, full size, very luxurious SUV. And, um, well, I've driven it, but George has got one in his possession. Well, so did you drive the Wagoneer or the Grand Wagoneer? I drove both, but I spent Ooh, more time in the Grand Wagoneer because of the Meridian stereo system that was off the hook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I've, I've only driven the Wagoneer, which... For your listeners, just sort of a little quick history on three-row Jeeps. I mean, Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer go back to the days of, like, big, full-size truck SUV Jeeps from, like, the 70s. Think Harry and the Hendersons, the wood panel, big old SUV. More recently, they did the Jeep Commander from 2005 to 2010. That was technically a mid-size three-row. So, and it wasn't very great either, unfortunately. It was sort of a downtime for that brand. That spot is going to be filled by the Grand Cherokee L, the three-row Grand Cherokee. So this almost slots above that. And even within, if you want to break that out further, the Wagoneer is analogous to like a really nice trim of a Chevy Tahoe, whereas the Grand Wagoneer would compete directly with the Cadillac Escalade, just to sort of give an idea of the the levels that we have here. Right. And by the way, so I go to Jeep.com while we're on the air. The all-new 2022 Grand Wagoneer, you know, it starts. And you know what they say about the starting price. It's it just the start. starts at $87,590. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean. You can get up there in the 99 woo. area real fast. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen these. The one I drove, by the way, it was like a special edition. I don't know what they call it, a black edition or whatever. It was a hundred and nine thousand dollars. Yeah, the little screen for the front passenger. It had everything. It was. That's, uh, I mean, that's yeah. the that's the future of uh, you know. We've talked about this last week 
with the Mercedes S class. What is automotive solutionism? You know, coming up with an answer for a question no one ever asked. Yeah. A touchscreen for the front passenger is the very definition of an answer for a question no one ever asked, but it's still pretty cool. So as I continue to scroll down at Jeep.com, choose your 2022 Grand Wagoneer. Series 3 is a mere 103995 Oh, says, just. View all. So there's a bunch. There's a Series 1, a Series 2, a Series 3, and then in between that is one called Obsidian, which is a mere 99590 I mean, look, they're not messing around. No. Uh, this is real from deal. What I, and that's the thing. I've yet to drive the Grand Wagoneer, but I know what they're targeting with that car. For the Wagoneer, what I got out of this vehicle, like I said before, it feels like a nice trim. Like I think it's the the LTZ or the high country trim of the Chevy Tahoe. Right. Right. So it's, you know that you're dealing with a, this is like not a luxury car, but they're doing some luxury things. And, you know, I think the Tahoe is a little bit more spacious inside, but this thing is more space than I can need. I mean, you always go on about my my height and weight when we're on here. (laughs) Well, you're a big guy, man. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk on the other side. He is a big guy. He's like six foot three or four or something. I don't know, but he's a big giant man. And I fit. And he fits. We're talking about the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer. He's driving the Wagoneer. I drove both. Uh, this is a brand new luxury vehicle. It, it deserves a lot of time because it is awesome. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback gives you state-of-the-art active safety technology for extra confidence on every drive. You can count on the roomy comfort and impressive cargo space, standard raised roof rails with enhanced tie-down points, and Subaru Starlink Multimedia with an 11.6-inch high-resolution touchscreen to wrap your experience with love for your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about cars and the new cars and the news. The news about what's going on in our car industry. You probably heard a little bit earlier. Uh, New car sales are really being hit. $210 billion in losses is what Lauren Fix said. Because the new car dealers are not being able to get their new cars because there's no chips out there. I don't know what to tell you about that. I always thought potato chips were easy to get. You just go down to Safeway or Vons, and there they are, racks and racks of them. Potato chips. Who would have thought, George? <laughs> anyway, I'm joking. You know that. Oh, okay, back to the fact that how tall are you? I always ask. 6'3"? I am 6'3". Six 6'3", three. Six three and you weigh, I don't know. It doesn't matter what you weigh. You're a big man. In- indeterminate. <laughs> I always love doing that to you, by the way. He's a big guy, and so when he gets in a little tiny car, I always make fun of him. But this car is made more like, I think we're going to see, you know, for a while, everybody was in the Cadillac Escalades for the, uh, if you're important, you're in the back of a black Cadillac Escalade. Then it became Range Rovers. And for a while, it was Rolls Royces and Bentleys and things. But I think that this is going to be the Grand Wagoneer is going to be the one that people are going to be, you know, if you're important, you're in this kind of rugged, kind of different new grand wagoneer but you're driving the wagoneer but the same basic body isn't it 
Yeah, you're right. And yeah. I think that's a really smart move by Jeep or Stellantis or Wagoneer or whoever right. to offer these two tiers of vehicle, you know, different target demographic, different price point, but it's based on the same platform and really almost the same body. I mean, you know, Jeep talks about how the differences here and there, and there are differences. You put them side by side, you'll notice some different body panels, especially the grill, but it allows them to jump into two markets very quickly without having this sort of extra production costs of differentiating the vehicles between a Tahoe and an Escalade, right? Right. So the difference is you have a premium side like Lexus is to Toyota. And then, so that would be the Grand Wagoneer. And the Wagoneer is the more workaday, not as expensive. Matter of fact, what is the starting price of the Wagoneer? We know that the Grand Wagoneer is 87 and some change. Right, and it's interesting that that's the price point you mentioned because the the Wagoneer starts at sixty eight thousand. Right, our trim, which was the Series Three trim, which is the the top trim for that, started at seventy six, and with all the options, came in at eighty eight thousand dollars. So it's it's interesting Man. that the overlap is right there. Right, and here's what's funny: this is what a suburban costs these days. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What I'm curious about is that, you know, there's a reason why they put money into differentiating the two, you know, the the luxury and the non-luxury. I'm curious if the Wagoneer being the quote-unquote more affordable one, you know, pulls down the prestige of the Grand Wagoneer or, you know, one pulls up the other. I don't think so because if you're in the S, you know, if you're getting a big full-size luxury SUV, you really need certain capabilities and you prefer to do it in a comfortable manner and you really you know look at the land toyota land cruiser you don't really care what the badge on the hood is well it's true it's true so the huge difference though between the grand wagoneer and the wagoneer is that every single thing that you notice when you walk into that vehicle step into it everything is going to be the difference between a Suburban and a Cadillac Escalade. Both made by GM. One just simply says Cadillac on it. The other one says, you know, Chevrolet or GMC. But even GMC has a step up, as you know, with the Denali brand. Denali, yep, absolutely. So you have all these different little, little bit of up, 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 inching up. Another difference, too, is that with the Grand Wagoneer, you get the 6.4 liter Hemi. With this, you get the 5.7 liter. That's 329 horsepower. Right. 400 pound-feet of torque. It's got a mild hybrid setup, so it's got like 130 pound-feet of, of quote-unquote launch torque. I found myself at sometimes kind of wishing it had the 6.4. There's just this this desire for it to kind of kick, kick in a gear a little bit more, you know, under hard acceleration. But getting around town, more than enough power. It makes this awesome kind of rumble when it starts up. Well, oh, let's, yeah. let me toggle back and forth between sure. the Wagoneer you have and the Grand Wagoneer I drove. When you mash on the gas pedal, OMG. First of all, it isn't just more power. It's more sound, too. The exhaust system they put on this thing literally is something that if you were building a massive hot rod with a huge budget, this is the exhaust system you would put on. It's like massive, and you hear it. So what's interesting is it must have some baffles or something in it because you don't hear it when you don't want to hear it because it's luxury. But when you mash on the gas pedal, forget it, man. It's like, you know, hang on. We're going to take a break. Fun. We're talking about pure fun, test driving cars, being an automotive journalist, the life of Riley with me and George Kennedy. It is The Drive. We're talking about the new Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. 
We could say they're Jeeps, but gosh, I don't know if they are. We'll be right back. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car, not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And thanks to Subaru for sponsoring our show and their new Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Subaru. Talking to George Kennedy. He's talking about the new Wagoneer. Uh, If you're just joining us, you won't see Jeep on it anywhere. It's like I said, I don't know, is it a Jeep? It is really a standalone brand right now to its own self. Um, They're actually... I'm I'm hearing rumors are going to make them have special showrooms for these cars. Have you heard anything about that, George? I, from what I understand, yeah, not just special showrooms, special staff. Like it, might, it may be a showroom within a showroom. Right. I know that they have their own special, like courtesy, you know, white glove style treatment, you know, VIP service approach. Yeah, like exactly. You know, Genesis did this with uh, with Hyundai, and there's you're like, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you tactfully split off this subbrand when it's so young? And you haven't made the sales yet to justify their own showrooms. Right. And one of those things is from service to having specific folks that are selling them, that are talking to their their customers to this, you know, sort of white glove approach. And then the showroom within a showroom, it's the most effective way to try and almost do like a soft opening, right? All right. Let me ask you about this. The Grand Wagoneer that I drove, you're driving the Wagoneer, same body, but it's like Cadillac and Suburban. That's the best way to say it. And listen, they make a yeah. suburban Silverado loaded one, whatever they want to call that package. But the one I drove had over 75 inches of display area on the screen, which is a yeah, this, huge. Yeah, I want to drive that with all of the crazy extra screens. This doesn't have that, but it still has a lot. It's okay. got rear seat, seat back entertainment system. So dual screens back there. It's got a fully digital instrument panel, and then it's got the big Uconnect screen in the center console. It's like 10.1 inches. But I think the other thing, too, is it's got the new, I think it's called Uconnect 4, um, I believe it is. And that's the new, you know, infotainment system. And you and I have talked about how good Jeep and Dodge and Ram have been with Uconnect. And, you know, it's not as ideal as with the Jeep that you have, where it's like you got a bunch of dials and stuff, and then you got your touchscreen. It's a sleeker you know, more modern approach to it, but they've sort of, uh, if you know, you connect and you know, sort of where the features are, it's actually a pretty, pretty seamless use of it. And it's, it's like doing modern tech without it being overbearing. What did you, like what it, did you call it by the way? Uh, you connect four. I think that's what it is. No, I, it's called next gen. You connect five with a 12 okay, inch touch. Well, there, there I go. Yeah, but that's all right. But listen, it moves that fast. Our industry moves that fast. Here we are in the fifth generation already. And I want to make sure I clarify that 75 inches of, uh, 
pixel perfect screen, by the way, just like uh, watching a television, is available throughout the first and second row. So that includes it's like seven or eight different screens. Yeah, right? screens all over the place, but big ones across the whole daggone dash. It's uh, for the Grand Wagoneer. Also, by the way, this Macintosh stereo system, I don't even know how to describe oh, it. It's phenomenal. Go drive one, go sit in there, turn it on. Elliot Shiner, who is the L's system in the Acura, he said the best place to listen to music, believe it or not, is in a car or an SUV or a vehicle because You're they surrounded point, by it. It's yes, designed for exactly. uh, NVH, which is noise vibration harsh, right. harshness. So you're exactly. blocking out all these sounds, yep. right? So it's a perfect cocoon of sound, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. So I, and I have to imagine even the standard uh, Uconnect 5 system with the whatever stereo they're using in the wagon here, it's still got to be nice right yeah and and you look the one of the cool little party tricks of the macintosh system is that it's got this sort of um you can bring up conventional it's like a video representation of like old school style like uh the needle bouncing as the, the right sound, the sound right goes yeah see that was way before your time when people used to i know i know <laughs> hey listen the reality is you guys out there, consumers, guys and gals, have more choices today than ever before. That's what we do on the show is bring the newest and the best technologies and all. You try and explain them for you so you know what's going on. I know, you know, in next hour, we're going to talk about the uh, Cadillac Lyric and the Honda Prologue. I've not even heard of a Prologue, but, you know, BJ is going to be on to talk about that. There's so many new vehicles coming out constantly, these new electric car companies. But uh, I love it when something happens like this, where Jeep, our beloved Jeep brand, finally gives birth to the grand poobah of all grand Cherokees and, <laughs> and Cherokees and, and grand wagoneers. Because they're all new, right? All and the no, vehicles no are new. No handling on the sides yet, but I yeah. wouldn't put it past some local dealer. <laughs> what in do you like, mean? You know, I'm going to do in it. In Iowa to slap, to slap I, that on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get one and put wood grain <laughs> sides on the side. Uh, all right. Thanks to Jeep and Stellantis, now the owner of the Jeep brand, for letting George Kennedy III drive that vehicle. I know. I'm saying goodbye to him. The network giving me a hell today. George, thank you, sir. <laughs> thanks a lot. We'll take a break, and we've got another hour. BJ coming up, and BJ Colleen, and um, Stephen Cole Smith with some motorsports. We'll see you on the other side. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And we appreciate Dodge for sponsoring the show. Uh, all I can tell you is domestic, not domesticated. And I got us in this stuff they got coming is off the hook. Oh, I can't talk about it, though. Anyway. 
PJ Colleen joining us, the voice of reason, automotive journalist, and my buddy and my pal. How you doing, BJ? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm in a good mood, actually. I'm in a really good mood, which is good because you know how I get when I get in a bad mood. It's not funny. Yeah. I can probably change it into a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't. I'm just in a good mood. By the way, did you know that if you drink apple cider vinegar every morning, it still tastes disgusting every day? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not wasn't intended to be drank. Yeah, so. well, I don't drink it all by itself. I put like a tablespoon, a big old fat tablespoon, heaping tablespoon into about eight ounces of water. It is the most disgusting stuff, but it's so good for you. It'll scrape the barnacles off the bottom of a boat. In other words, it takes the barnacles off your butt. Okay. Anyway, uh, last time I checked, I didn't have any barnacles. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. No, it's not telling. Anyway, <laughs> no, it's good for you, though. So my wife's got me drinking it. And I got to tell you, I, I just it's just the, the most disgusting thing in the world. But I do feel better. Look, you can tell, right? Can't you tell by even just looking at me right now? Oh, yeah, it's radio. But you can hear. Look how much better I sound. Look how handsome my voice is, right? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so I know you've got some cars to talk about. One actually being a truck, a Toyota Tundra, all new. The Cadillac Lyric, spelled L-Y-R-I-Q, which a friend of mine tried to buy. You ready for this? He sold tried out. to sold out. He's yep. like, he's like, you know, they're like, yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead and order one. And then he gets, ping, it says sold out. Sorry. So yep. he, he was a little bit mad at uh, GM and Cadillac for the fact that it was like, you know, why talk about them? So we'll talk about just to make people want one even more. And then a, uh, a vehicle you've got, uh, you, you want to talk about called the, ready for this? And I do believe this is a dessert called the Prologue. It just sounds like one of those things you'd roll up, like a cake you'd roll up, and it's like, oh, that's the prologue. Have a taste. It's good. A Yule log at Christmas. Yeah, right, right exactly. So the <laughs> Honda Prologue, I don't know what that is, but uh, BJ does. Can we start with the truck? Because Yeah, let's start in order of appearance. Yes. Because the, the Tundra is going to be a 2022. Okay. And you know the Tundra, and you probably went to this press launch, but a long time ago when Toyota first came out with this vehicle, they thought – because they're Toyota and they rightfully thought that they build great vehicles and they were just going to walk into the truck market and take away sales from Ford and Chevrolet, which when I was sitting there, they told us the first year they were going to sell 600,000 trucks. And mm. I, I actually laughed out loud and, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you guys are on drugs. You don't obviously understand the loyalty that Ford F-Series and Chevrolet Silverado and True. even yeah. Dodge Ram to a point have with their trucks it's oh, a yeah. love affair right. you know they're loyal right and when they said that i thought i was gonna die and sure enough they didn't sell anywhere close to that because they couldn't get people out of the trucks but right. the tundra original tundra was a good truck but it wasn't a great truck well now they've stepped it up and they've realized okay we if we really want to do something in this segment we're gonna have to make a great truck and that's what they did i don't know if you remember but the previous tundra was a c channel on the frame, it wasn't fully boxed, right. so it had a lot more flex. You've probably seen videos online of the truck bed when it was being tested, just being torqued and twisted all over the place to the point of almost coming off the, the frame. So they realized that, okay, if we want to do this, we're going to have to really step it up. So right. the new 2022 Tundra, which has been completely redesigned, it's the third generation, they improved the performance, 
the capability, the multimedia, the creature comforts and everything. But it does start with the high strength box steel ladder frame. They finally figured it out, yeah. which is good. Well, and then they went with an aluminum reinforced composite bed. All right, hold they, on, hold on. Well, we come back to the the reinforced composite bed. Yeah. Because uh, when they play the commercial over my face like that, thanks a lot, network. <laughs> tell me to take a break. I'll take a break right in your face. Get out of way. Don't tell the boots you're gonna swing in hot spot. Don't it all seem to go? But you don't know what you got till it's gone. It'd be in paradise. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. I know, I told you I'll take a break when I damn well please. What? We're on? Oh. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Hi, I'm in a really good mood today. BJ Colleen joining us. <laughs> this network, what is the story with these people? Believable. How you doing, BJ? I'm doing great. Just talking about new cars. They're trying to manhandle me over here just because the commercials, they got to pay the bills and all that kind of garbage. I know you got to pay your bills. Anyway, so you were talking about the Toyota Tundra for 2022 in the composite bed. Tell yes. people what the composite bed means, because, I mean, we talk about, I know what it means, of course, but explain why it is composite instead of being a steel bed or an aluminum bed like, you know, Ford makes. And I think others make aluminum, too, but others make composite now, too. What is composite? Composite is just a, a plastic over the aluminum. So, you know, aluminum's lightweight, but some people think that it's kind of flimsy, although, I, you know, on F-150, it's proven that it's doing a great job. Yep. But steel is great, too, but steel is heavy. So a composite bed is just mainly plastics, but it's aluminum reinforced on the Tundra. So gotcha. it makes it light, lighter weight, but it still is strong and still is durable. So you're going to see, and actually a lot of car components are, are composite pieces nowadays. So... It just is a little blend of everything. But I think that's smart on Toyota's part because it really helped them step up and become more competitive. Because right now, the new Tundra can do up to 12,000 pounds of tow capability and a max payload of almost 2,000 pounds. So that's wow. way more competitive than they used to be. They're also offering two different power plants. They've got, uh, they finally got rid of the V8 that everybody was expecting. They've got a twin turbo 3.5 liter V6. Oh, wow. And it makes 389 horsepower and 479 pound-feet of torque. Wow. Or you can step up to the to the um, more horsepower, different output, 437 and 583 pound-feet of torque. So, And they're both mated to a 10-speed automatic transmission. So oh. the bottom line is that you just brush Tundra off before. You know, if you like Toyota vehicles, if you like the reliability and dependability, then maybe you want to take a look at this new 2022 Tundra. Yep. It's not on sale. It'll go on sale later this year, but you can probably build and price one on the Toyota.com website. And this is basically a heavy half-ton pickup, right? What they call yes. half-ton. So what's yep. funny here is 
You got a 2,000 pound payload. What is that? One freaking ton, right? That's Basically, what you put in the yeah, bed. Yeah, that's a people. Don't forget, it's not just cargo; it's people too. So. Okay, but so you have one driver. You still put eighteen hundred pounds in there, seventeen fifty if it's me. But the point is that <laughs> you know that's a lot of payload in that half ton truck. It used to be if you had a half ton and you put more than a half ton in the bed of that sucker, oh boy, be dragging its trailer hitch on the ground. But easily, you know, but the yeah. truck wars now that just adds to it. So we've yeah. got all the great vehicles that Ram is building. We've got the new F-150 and F-150 Lightning. We've got Chevy Silverado and the GMC Sierra twin trucks. And now this new Tundra is in the market. So I, I don't know if uh, Nissan is going to continue or try to build a, another full-size pickup truck. You know, they do real well with their Frontier. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So it's uh, That's pretty impressive. Truck. Pretty impressive on the uh – 437 horsepower of a twin turbo v6 it's amazing what they're doing with these these uh light duty trucks and smaller engines these days I, i'm very impressed even with my jeep gladiator it's a v6 it's got yep. uh, 385 horsepower tow 7,000 pounds 65 whatever 7,000 i don't know i tow about 7,000 pounds with my my equipment trailer and my tractor on it and I'm, I'm going to go uphill with an eight-speed transmission. You talk about this Toyota with a 10-speed, and same with Ford and I think GM also. It's amazing. Gearing really makes a difference. But I do hear people complaining that it's hunting for gears too much. My Jeep Gladiator does not do that. I have literally no complaints. All right, so coming up next, we're going to talk about the Cadillac Lyric. If you could give like a one-minute synopsis, we'll finish on the other side of the break, and then we'll talk about this Honda Prologue, whatever the heck that is. Okay, well, the Lyric is not going to make you happy because it's an all-electric SUV. So I know that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I know, but it really is their inaugural electric luxury SUV, and it's sold out, like you said, in 10 minutes. I mean, this is a yeah. car that's you know, close to $60,000. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Lyric on the other side of the of the break. All right. Well, so what are you doing? You going on commercial break early because the network is starting to get intimidating to you? I know. I know. You see that? We got a full minute left. Now what am I supposed to do, network? Huh? Play music, I guess. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't need to do a commercial. Stop it. Get away. Stop it. All right. Leave me alone. Knock it off. They can hear you. Oh, he said they can't hear because they muted themselves. You see what I have to deal with? It's the network. They're making my life crazy. It's crazy. Knock it off. Stop it. How am I supposed to do a radio show with the network? Stop it. I'm joking. The network's not even talking to me. Look at that. You see, I'm going nuts. It's the COVID. It's the COVID. Stop it. It is the network. I'll be right back. I told you to stop it. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback will make you fall in love with its state-of-the-art safety features, a spacious and comfortable interior, and convenient amenities, all ready for any adventure. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus up to 33 miles per gallon, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, X mode with hill descent control, and a direct-injected turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine will make you love every adventure in your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo model. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen of Available on select models. Help, I need somebody. Help, 
not just anybody Help. You know I need someone Help. I know, I know, I'm having a rough day I have this network I work with They're very funny people Mike and Rich and uh, Dave that works on our side. Who else is there? Phil over there. Al. All the guys at the network. They know I'm completely nuts, so they just leave me alone there. Let me do my thing. And then they yell at me out of the blue. They start yelling at me. Don't be yelling at me anymore. I don't need to have people yelling at me. It's not right. I had the COVID. I had the COVID. I'm a little bit slow now. BJ, you haven't had the COVID yet. BJ Colleen joining us. Have you had the COVID? No, I haven't had the COVID. I've been pretty good. You know what? Let me just tell you. I shrunk two inches. I gained 45 pounds. My waist is now 60 inches around. Cool. And my inseam is 23, so I'm five foot fat. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm just in a silly mood. Okay, so we were talking about this vehicle. It's called the Cadillac Lyric that sold out literally like boom, and it was done. People are actually upset, which is funny. It's really funny. It's funny. It's like, don't get upset. Just just hang on there. We're in the middle of COVID. All right. Okay. Don't get me going. We're in the middle of this crazy pandemic. <laughs> so things are going nutty. But good for Cadillac that they sold out their electric vehicle. So you were starting to talk about it a little bit, and then you want to move on also to the Honda Prologue. Yep. Which I like it's- Lyric better than Prologue. I'm not I'm not digging on that name right out of the gate, well, but I've right. asked to stay with the P's. You know, they got the pilot and the passport. So uh, I mean how yeah. many good P words. They should have just called it the pass gas. No problem. The pass gas or the, the PP or There goes another like one. <laughs> there goes another one. <laughs> that's that's what they sound like when they go by. Anyway, go ahead. Not really, because it's electric also. <laughs> oh, oh, see there. Yeah. What is all this other electric stuff? But go ahead anyway, go ahead. You know what's interesting though, because the Cadillac Lyric is built on what they call their Ultium platform. Yeah. It's a by platform, but Honda is sharing that platform with Cadillac. So it's like two different takes on the same platform. What's nice about platform sharing, you know, because it costs a lot of money, let's face it, to develop these electrical platforms. So the fact that Honda and Cadillac got together and are sharing the platform, that's great. You know, Cadillac and Ford are sharing transmission designs and everybody's sharing something with everybody. That's probably how we got the COVID. You know, everybody's sharing. You're right. Uh, exactly. you know, but the, the Cadillac, you're right, it's sold out in 10 freaking minutes online. And it's not cheap. It starts at like $59,000. Right. So that's something. And it's not even out yet. I mean, people have barely seen it. But it does have some great features. It's going to have about 340 horsepower. And uh, a lot more torque than that. They estimate over 300 miles of range with a full charge. So that's kind of nice. And it's going to be kind of like the Genesis GV60 electric vehicle. They're going to have these real fast charge times. So you can get like a 50 to 70 mile range in about 10 minutes. So if you've got to get someplace... It's not going to like you're waiting for an hour to ever get to get it all charged up with the quick charge mode. Which, 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 it's funny because think about that. You can get 50 to 70 miles with a car in about 10 minutes. Imagine when we had those little RC cars, if you had an electric one, you know, you have to plug it in overnight to get, you know, 10 minutes worth of fun. Now yep. you can go, you know, like a whole car and its passengers, 50 to 70 miles in 10 minutes. It's like we complain when we get, you know, drop a call. That's the signal. It's going all the way to outer space to a satellite and back down. And it's like we drop a call, oh, stupid AT&T or whoever it is. You know, it's like we're just so spoiled. Anyway, continue. We really are. Yeah. But the Lyric is a 2023. Now, the Honda oh. Prologue 
is going on sale in 2024. And, you know, Honda's not new to the EV market, but this is going to be their first volume BEV. They're actually giving us sales targets volumes of 70,000 units. And, you know, uh, it's been a long time since manufacturers did that. Yeah. They don't like to talk about how many they're making and how many they're going to sell. But, you know, Honda's always been on top of it. And this is just another one of the vehicles that they're going to be focusing on. Don't have a lot of information, but uh, Honda, just like other manufacturers, are all about zero emission vehicle sales of 40% by 2030. So, you know, I hate to break this to you, Alan, but you're, we're kind of, and I'm going to say me too, we're kind of a dying breed. I mean, eventually there will be no more gas powered vehicles except for ones you'll see in a museum or maybe something people bring out on, you know, drive day. But you, know, you got to think about how that's going to affect the industry. And, and, you know, what about oil changes? Is Jiffy Lube will be out of business and yeah. that'll go away a blockbuster and everything else. So they, it's bizarre. They, you know what? They can pry the keys to my classic car out of my cold, dead hands. And that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, that's sad. Probably in another six months or so. But uh, anyway, it's just the COVID. No big deal. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. The time marches on. You know, time doesn't wait for anybody. So, you know, the bottom line is, yes, everybody's introducing their electric vehicles. But well. we just heard something from Germany today that they're going to start looking into hydrogen vehicles. So, yeah. again, here's everybody rushing out to buy electric vehicles. But the hydrogen, I think, it might be the way to go. But, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Who does? Who's yeah. going to know what's going on here? So so what does this prologue look like? Is it a little four-door sedan, an SUV? What the no, heck? it's an SUV. It's a battery electric SUV. Yeah. So it's probably going to be in, uh, you know around the size of the passport. You can't make them too big yet. I mean, we're... We're not looking at navigator size, you know, electric vehicles. Of course. Vehicles. No, 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 no. It just no. doesn't make sense. Although you probably have a huge battery pack. It would take you like nine years to charge it up. But, right. you know, at least we're going to have some choices. So that's all that matters. So a 2022 Tundra, a 2023 Cadillac uh, Lyric, and a 2024 Honda Prologue. And then if we could do Back to the Future where, you know, the professor poured beer and a bologna sandwich down into the... What was that Mr. called? The, the the capacitor or whatever it was called? No, no, Mr. Fusion. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. BJ, thank you. Thanks, Alan. Always oh, fun. Gosh, the network's yelling in the background. I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to stay calm. Stephen Cole Smith coming up next. Going to talk about motorsports. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. Who got lucky stole back again because she knowed it. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, it's time to talk a little bit of uh, motorsports. Uh, and before we do that, let me just give you a little uh, mention. If you're uh, thinking about your next dream car and you're having a hard time because the new cars are just not there. Yeah, I know. Well, we've been talking about it. Uh, check out autotempest.com. 
They make searching for your next car easy. You no longer have to spend time going to individual car sites like Cars.com, True Car, Carvana. They bring all those listings, plus they even link you to Facebook Marketplace and nationwide Craigslist results. Uh, they also now offer search alerts so you can sign up to receive emails when the new listings match your search. And they, you know, when they show up, you get an email. You get all the cars with one search. Check out autotempest.com slash the drive so they know where we sent you. And um, anyway, it's a very cool site. Autotempest.com slash the drive. Now it's time to talk to my buddy Stephen Cole Smith about motorsports. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing good. You know, I got to tell you something real quick before we get going. Talking about um, the cars and not having inventory and what have you. So a friend of mine calls me and she says, my daughter's car just got stolen. Now, if your car breaks down, you know you're going to get it back. If you crash it, you know you're going to get it back. But no, it's gone. It's gone. So now she's fighting with the insurance company, which you know how that goes. And she thought, oh, we'll just go out and buy her a new one. Not so easy. So they go down to the Mazda dealer and the cars are 2500 to five grand over window sticker. Over Holy window sticker. Holy cow. For a Mazda is what they wanted to get. A Mazda CX-3 or something like that or CX-30 or I don't know, whatever the little small little SUV thing. And so I call my friends over at a Mazda dealer, Galpin Mazda in Southern California. And the guy goes, dude, you won't believe my dilemma. He says, I've got five cars allocated to me for the entire month. Five cars. He goes, I typically sell 250 cars a month. He goes, so you've got October, November, and December. Three months. He goes, we have about a hundred cars that we plan on getting that you know we know we may get through the end of the year he goes i sell 250 cars a month that's 750 cars that i'm you know that's 650 cars that i'm not going to have for the people that want to buy them he says so guess what we can't give you a good deal if i even had one that was exactly like what you wanted I, i couldn't do anything but let you buy it for the you know marked up price we have because we just can't get the cars see because the dealers still have they still have their overheads going on whether they have cars being sold or not so they have to figure out a way to be able to earn some extra money additional dealer markup right so i thought to myself you know me steve and you're the same way you would probably call somebody at mazda right so right. I happen to have a good friend that works at Mazda and I call up Mazda and I go, Hey man, can you get us some kind of a deal or maybe call a dealership? And he goes, Nope. And I went, what? I go, why? And he goes, well, you know, we're having the problems with the chips already and we're having, you know, all these other issues that all the car manufacturers are having. He says, so your best bet is if you find one, and you can get it for anywhere near sticker, buy it. He said, if you can't, you know, then maybe buy a used car. And I said, well, she doesn't want a used car because she wants a lease. He goes, yeah, you're uh, you're pretty screwed. <laughs> I went, wow. wow. So, so I call my friend back over at Galpin Ford, and I go, all right, well, so what are the other options? He goes, are you kidding me? He goes, number one, Ford dealer by volume in the world, right? He goes, All my overflow lots are completely empty. He said, we've got about 150 Fords on the lot. You know how many they sell a month? A thousand 
a thousand Fords a month. Think of the volume. Of course, that's why they're number one in the world. He says, we are absolutely running out of cars. We're having to go to auctions and buy things and pay premiums. So listen, I was talking about, uh, you know, Auto Tempest right now. Those guys have got to be on fire because they're doing all the searches and they're searching all the websites, right? And they're bringing them back into one place. But Everything out there right now, if you think this is going to change in the next, what do you think, Steve, six months or so at least? I don't think so. I think maybe it's going to be this way for a year. It's going to take time. I'm, I'm thinking six months before they start to catch up. Right. And then... I mean, it's, we're not talking the, the tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. And then you, you have, uh, you know, they still have to transport the vehicles out to the dealers. And, you know, it's 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 just a big bottleneck messed we'll call it a cluster skidoo and so for those well, one, one for, reason alan is that yeah. the chip manufacturers like the one in taiwan i think it's the world's largest cars are way down the list right. you know phones and video games totally that's yeah. what these guys are making money at yeah. and if they have time on the side they'll make some car chips it's you know you gotta think because it's a car it's going to be you know, the absolute top of everybody's list that's a chip maker. Well, it's not. Those yep. guys are already making chips, and they ain't going in cars. Yeah, and every car takes a gajillion chips. According to the New York Times, up to 3,000 per car. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And some of these chips are little itty-bitty, tiny little itty-bitty things. Sure. You know, but... Yeah, there's uh, a, they're in the seat belts. They're in the steering wheel. Right. They're in the, yeah. the radio. They're everywhere. Right, right. Every airbag has a chip. Who would have think, who would have thunk, is a better way to say it, that uh, potato chips would cause such a problem? I don't Anyway, time for motorsports. I don't know. <laughs> I don't might, know. It's, like, it's might, like COVID for cars. Yeah, right now exactly. it just comes out of the blue and it's something you never would have guessed uh, and it's not like the dealers and and the manufacturer can stock up on chips you know I who know. knew i know who I knew know. it's a pandemic oh. of chips what a bummer right anyway. i think the best thing to do is try to buy a good used car from somebody who hasn't heard about the chip deal yeah so you know, still think, but you know, you better get there quick because they're going to have a lot of competition oh, for yeah. any kind of used car that isn't overpriced. Well, we were talking to uh, one of the guys that's on the show. I think it was Brian Moody, and he was talking about a study or something that, that was done where the average price of used cars for sale at dealerships right now, for the first time in history, is at twenty five thousand one hundred dollars and below. Yeah, twenty five thousand one hundred. Wow. For used, the average price, which is crazy. That's the asking price, of course. But it just shows you if you got something good right now and you you think you want to sell it and you can, you know, uh, make do with what else you've got. A good example. I was at Barrett Jackson just last weekend. And there was a Jeep Gladiator. Watched it on TV. Good auction. Yeah, yeah, they killed it. And so the uh, Jeep Gladiator was there. I thought, why is this Jeep Gladiator here? It was a Rubicon. It was just, you know, the the Jeep truck. 2020, it had 5,000 miles. It was a pretty nice vehicle. But it sold for $63,000. And the window sticker on the thing almost two years ago was only... $61,000. $61,000. And it was, you know, it was a launch edition, but oh my gosh, they paid more than it cost brand new for a, a two-year-old vehicle. And that's Unreal. what's going on. Yeah, at the classic Unreal. car auction, Barrett Jackson. All right, we'll take a little break. 
It is time for some motorsports. We'll be right back and talk with Stephen Cole Smith about it. Stay with us. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Well, it is The Drive all across America. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our great sponsors. Uh, of course, we have autotempest.com and um, Brembo Brakes. Brembo, the choice of champions. Uh, you can buy Brembo at buybrembo.com on the web. Speaking of racing, uh, Brembo's big in racing. Stephen Cole Smith is here. He is with Grassroots Motorsports, Automobile Magazine, uh, Auto Week, uh, Car and Driver. Uh, he's working for a lot of the, the big guys, as usual. Steve, I know everybody. seems like everybody's going to be doing some racing this weekend. Talk about the highlights real quick. I want to talk about a race that was last weekend for a quick second. It was a motorcycle race, and I've got a story about it at Haggerty.com, okay. uh, the insurance company website. Yep. It was the, uh, the Moto America race at Barber Motorsports Park. They ran the first race in the rain, and when I say rain, I mean deluge. Wow. And the winner, a guy named Cam Peterson, fell off the bike, <laughs> slid into the gravel, got up, got back on, and still won the race by 20 seconds. Oh, my God. Over second place, which also fell off and got back on, <laughs> and third place, which also fell off and got back on. It's awesome. so the first time in motorcycle racing history in this series <laughs> that all three of the podium winners fell off the bike and got back on. Oh, my God. Um, so if you think maybe they should have stopped the race, everybody thinks, yeah, they should have, except for Cam <laughs> Peterson, right. who won his first race and oh. ended a 16-race winning streak for uh, another guy that was uh, that won the championship. It was crazy. Go to wow. MotoAmerica.com and look at some of the highlights of that first race. It's just, it, it's, it would be funny if it wasn't you know, serious, but nobody got hurt bad, so it's okay. But yeah. man, for the first three guys to fall off the bikes and still podium, <laughs> awesome. that kind of tells you where the rest of the field was. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, that's the season right now. You never know. Here comes a little bit of rain left and right. And many people are going, thank God, you know. Well, that's cool. Okay. The story uh, is going to be. Not us here in Florida, man. No. It's, uh, Next week formally ends our rainy season, and it, it rains every freaking day. <laughs> so uh, I'm ready for some dry weather. i got some painting to do, so oh, I, I'm ready for funny. some dry weather. Yeah, it depends on where you anyway, live. Anyway, they, yes. uh, they also raced at Bristol in uh, NASCAR, and that was a crazy race. Kevin Harvick and uh, Chase Elliott got in a pushing match uh, at the end of the uh, race. Harvick was madder than I've ever seen him, wow. but Kyle Larson won. And the interesting thing about Kyle Larson, you know, the history of Kyle Larson, uh, during the off season, 2020, he was caught on the radio of a, uh, I race race, oh, a yeah. computer race right. saying the N word. Right. So he had to sit out the entire 
2020 season. Nobody would hire him, and he had to be rehabilitated. 2021 comes in, and he's he's racing for Rick Hendrick, but his sponsor is HendrickCars.com, which really isn't a sponsor because Hendrick owns the team, and it's not fresh money coming into his pocket. So the whole season has been HendrickCars.com, except last weekend it was Valvoline. So I guess in the eyes of sponsors – He's uh, he's finally Kyle Larson has finally been rehabilitated to the point where he's sponsorable. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Although this week his uh, his sponsor is uh, somebody I've never heard of, Tarleton and Son <laughs> Chevrolet. It's oh. a Chevrolet dealership, yeah. I guess. But they don't have any cars to sell, so uh-huh. why are they even uh, advertising? So. I know. Well, I mean, I think the reality of what's going on right now for many people. It hasn't like hit yet that it's it's here and it may be here for a while. They keep they live in this dream state of, you know, oh, everything tomorrow or the next day or next week, everything's gonna be okay. The the COVID's gonna go away. And no, this may be here on us for a couple of years. Who knows what it's gonna do? And the lasting effects of it, the ripple effect we're gonna call it, it's taking right. its toll, you know, and I don't know. Anyway. All right, well, what else you got? Think of the car dealers that are in trouble, the car salesmen that don't right. have a job, ripple the effect. repairmen, the yep. detail guys. I mean, yep. you're talking ripple effect, and it's massive. It's just yep. massive. Yeah. Um, all right, and then, okay, so this weekend, because we've got about uh, two minutes here, and then we got about five minutes in the next segment, blow through what's coming up. This weekend in NASCAR, it's a South Point 400 at Las Vegas. It's 7 p.m. Eastern on uh, NBCSN. That should be a pretty good race. Las Vegas is a competitive track, and we're into the eliminations now. The last race was the first stage of the eliminations, and they got rid of three drivers. So Kevin Harvick is barely hanging on. He's the last guy, and Kyle Larson is right at the top. So I'm thinking Kyle Larson is going to be our champion this year. Uh, the guy is just driving like he's uh, he, he's in a different planet sometimes. And uh, he looks like he's just playing with the field. Right on. All right, more motorsports coming up. You can find that story about uh, the motorcycle race where everybody fell off their bikes, got back on, and still all three on podium at Haggerty.com. McKeel Haggerty, an old friend of mine, doing some amazing stuff with that brand. You said it's the car insurance brand, but... It's really the lifestyle brand. Now, we'll take a little a break and be right back with more. Stay with us. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Well, this is The Drive. Thanks for joining us all across America and around the world. Our last segment of the show. Kind of catch up on uh, motorsports with Stephen Cole Smith. He works with Haggerty.com, Automobile Magazine, Grassroots Motorsports, Car and Driver, and 
us here at thedrive.com. The Drive with Alan Taylor.com. Thedrive.com. Those are the other guys. What am I talking about? Anyway, Steve. Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't even know. short for thedrive.com. I know. I started thedrive.com. What are you kidding me? Anyway, that's a long story. All right. Back to the motorsports because we got a lot going on in only five and a half minutes. Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Long Beach is one of the great races of uh, all time. It used to be a Formula One race. Now it's an IndyCar race. That's tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. We're winding down. Those guys will be done by the end of September. So we're looking at uh, who's going to be a champion. Colton Herta just kicked butt last weekend. So uh, we'll see if he can do it at the uh, Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Saturday this evening, the IMSA guys are going to be at Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, too. That's going to be a pretty good race. I'm not surprised if the Cadillacs don't win. They do really well really? on street courses. Wow. NHRA is uh, coming up. The NHRA Midwest Nationals at Worldwide Technology Raceway, which you and I know is St. Louis. Right. Those guys will be running this whole weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So be sure to check them out Sunday afternoon. I'm not sure where they're going to be, but you'll be able to find them. Uh, Formula One running in Russia. I'm thinking about going. I'm thinking about buying a ticket to Russia. Come on, you're right. uh, I've got got a few miles, but I think the Russian Grand Prix probably going to be a pretty interesting race, being that it's Russia. Um, Right. We'll see who wins that. I'm thinking Hamilton is going to make a comeback and show everybody how big he is. That's pretty much it, but that's everybody. Every major series is racing this weekend. So if you want to watch some racing, check out your local TV listings, as they say, because uh, there's going to be a lot going on. Can I ask you this F1 thing in Russia? I mean, when they go to Russia... I don't know. I mean, you, you know, with COVID and, you know, do they have to go there weeks in advance? And and what's it called when you have to stay in your room? I don't know what they call that. I can't think of it. Quarantine. Quarantine. Yes. See, I, you right. know, I, my whole life is quarantine. That's why I do radio. But anyway, <laughs> right. now, actually, I've been traveling a little bit finally, and it's, it's weird. But do they have to do any of that or, or is it just normal? You just kind of like go where you go. I don't know. No, I think this race is so important to Russia that they've uh, pretty well waived all the uh, restrictions and the guys can just come in, race, and leave. If they test positive for COVID, they're not running no matter how good they feel. But that's, uh, you know, that's it. One other thing I want to mention, I've been looking at sponsors for NASCAR races, and I finally found one that I really like, and I'm pulling for J.J. Yaley in the number 66 car. He's starting 38th out of 38 cars. So let's say he probably won't win, but it's sponsored by Fat Boy Ice Cream, the Fat Boy Ice Cream <laughs> oh, they're Toyota. Good. They're so good. If, you're, if you're pulling for somebody, either that or the Dixie Vodka Greyhound Cocktail Ford of Cole Custer or the Natural Light Vodka Chevrolet oh, of Ryan God. Priest. And it would be cool. You know, every time Ryan Priest or Cole Custer leads a lot, you take a big swig of vodka. That's the good news. The bad news is they have as much chance of leading a lap as I do, so it ain't going to happen. Oh, well, at least they don't uh, have the uh, tampon. Vodka Greyhound Cocktail Ford. I love it. At least they don't have the tampon 250. Would really roll off the tongue after a bottle of Dixie Vodka Greyhound Cocktail. Uh, You know, it's gotten weird, has it not? I mean, really. 
It's just gotten weird. Oh my! The whole gosh. world's weird right yeah, now. It's I like know. we're living in some TV show. You know what? Like the Truman Show it's or something. I don't absolutely know. the truth. And what I've learned is, first of all, when the world gets weird, I start working on my house. And I know you, you told me you had some painting to do, so I know you're working on yeah. your house. Because the yep, weirder the world gets, the more I need to stay home, and I need to feather my nest a little bit, make sure that it's you know up to speed, winter's coming, I've been working on my gutters, putting those little screens on to keep the leaves out. And, and you know what? I don't have to worry about the world. I'm just taking care of one guy. Me, well, and two. it's a good investment because houses cost more the way cars do. Every, everybody wants to buy a house right now. Those I things know. cost a fortune. It's uh, and it's getting more and more expensive. So if you own one, boy, enjoy the increase of value. You, you'll never realize it because everything else went up with it. But anyway, Stephen Cole Smith, thank, thank you very much for uh, coming in. I'm going to go look at that Always story pleasure, at uh, yes at Haggerty.com on the three motorcycle guys that uh, three podium finishers that all fell off their bikes and got back on and still won the race one two three Stephen Cole Smith thank you sir thank you man that's it for me this week go out and work on your house by golly we'll see you next week when you think Subaru you think love the 2021 Subaru Outback gives you state-of-the-art active safety technology for extra confidence on every drive. You can count on the roomy comfort and impressive cargo space, standard raised roof rails with enhanced tie-down points, and Subaru Starlink Multimedia with an 11.6-inch high-resolution touchscreen to wrap your experience with love for your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models.